0: Welcome to Episode 9 of Eat This, Not That, the podcast that helps you make the best food choice every time. I'm John Hammond, and in this episode, I am once again joined by Olivia Tarantino. Hi, Olivia.
1: Hello. Happy to be here.
0: Great to have you back. Now, the Eat This, Not That podcast is brought to you by Bob's Red Mill. Bob's Red Mill is an employee-owned company that has been offering organic, gluten-free, and stone-ground products for decades. With Bob's Red Mill, you're not just getting quality, you're getting flavor-packed, healthy food that actually tastes amazing. Visit bobsredmill.com today. Bob's Red Mill reminding you to eat wisely, you're irreplaceable. Now, one of the reasons why I'm really excited to welcome Olivia back is we're going to unpack a lot today about weight loss. And she is really armed with a ton of great tips that can help you drop weight without breaking a sweat. So we just turn the clocks ahead and and spring hopefully is in the air. And for a lot of us, that gets us in a panic because we've kind of given up on our New Year's resolutions by this point. I saw a stat once that said 92% of us have given up on New Year's resolutions. And for many of us, that means we've given up on, on the weight loss goals that we had set for ourselves. So we start to kind of freak out as the as attempts eventually will, will creep back up. So, Olivia, what's the biggest mistake that people make when they hit that weight loss panic button?
1: So I think that when people start thinking about starting a weight loss journey, they automatically think it has to go hand in hand with a hardcore exercise program. Mm -hmm. And if you're thinking, oh, I haven't exercised in years, or I don't even remember what machines are at the gym, that's a pretty daunting thought that you have to start exercising to lose weight. But luckily, uh, for those of us who just want to Who start to sweat at the idea of breaking a sweat to drop the pounds um, will be relieved to know that weight loss actually starts in your kitchen.
0: That's right, abs are made in the kitchen, right? Right. And it's funny because, like, we were we were just talking about it's like you know, come January seventh when the new year hits, you know, the gym is always packed, right? They got all these new people flooding the gym, and if you went to the supermarket, there's nobody flooding the produce aisle.
1: Not at all. <laughs>
0: right, And, uh, you know, I, I can speak to this firsthand. You know, it was a little over a year ago. I went for a checkup and uh, stepped on the scale and the number came up and I was like, that's that's totally not right. Your scale is broken. And the nurse said, "Well, go ahead. You can get back on the scale if you want." So I empty my pockets. I kick off my shoes. I get back on the scale, and it actually was a pound heavier from when I stood on the, the first time. <laughs> um, so I, I didn't take enough out of my pockets, apparently. But it, the the thing was, I was I was really surprised at, at the number. It was it was you know I wasn't heavy heavy, but it was much heavier than I expected I would be. So I really dove into a more strenuous exercise regime, if you will. I was one of those guys that always went to the gym like two, maybe three times a week. I'd lift weights for 20, 30 minutes, maybe do a little bit on the treadmill and then go eat a burger and some fries, you know, reward myself for having such a good workout. And uh, so I started running, I started cycling and now I've gotten full on into triathlon and that helped with some of the weight, but it, it really didn't dial in for me. and And I really didn't see a significant difference until I really focused on what I was eating. And I didn't count calories because, you know, the weight was already starting to come off from the exercise a little bit. I really just kind of focused on what I was putting into my body, focusing on whole foods like whole grains and vegetables, really lean sources of protein. And I actually literally kept score day by day. You know, the good foods, I added positive points. And for the bad foods, I took away points. You know, what's the best place to start for those who are or trying to lose weight with food, you know, it might not, I mean, obviously that's a, that was my solution, but it might not be for everybody.
1: Right. So I don't think everyone has to start training for a triathlon. Why not? <laughs> right away. You get out, you're outdoors eventually. all the
0: time. Come on, you swim.
1: No, yeah, it's, it's definitely great. But um, a much more simple solution is just starting with your pantry, right? So mm-hmm. I like to think about the advice my mom has always told me, you want to surround yourself with the right people. So it's the same thing for food. If you surround yourself with healthy foods, whether that's in your pantry, your fridge, your freezer, or most importantly, probably your office snack drawer, you're much more likely to eat those healthy foods than any junk foods, especially when people are bringing in treats all the time to your office
0: you know, what if you're in a situation where it's hard to avoid those things? Like, what if you are in one of those offices where, you know, there's always that person that's always, I just baked this, like, batch of giant cookies. I couldn't eat them all at home. Well, of course you couldn't eat them all at home. Look at the size of that tray. Like, don't bring <laughs> them here and dump them on me. You know, do you have any, any, do you just, like, kind of, like, turn them away, take one, and, you know, when she leaves for the day, do you just dump the tray in the garbage?
1: Yeah, you know, I've done it a couple of different ways. Sometimes I'll take one and take a bite in front of <laughs> the person, and then, <laughs> Spit it out. (laughs) And then walk away and slowly throw it out, you know, because I think I think that's a big problem that a lot of people will just eat food because it's in front of them instead of because they're hungry.
0: Right. And I think a lot of people tend to get obsessed with, you know, burning calories. Right. When when they think about weight loss, they think about the sheer math of it. I need to burn more calories than I take in. And I think that's why a lot of people, you know, the first thought is like, I'm gonna run to the gym. I'm gonna run to the gym. I'm gonna work out an hour a day for four days a week, five days a week, and I'm just gonna like melt the pounds away. You know, and then, you know, if they're like me, they go and they get a burger and fries to reward themselves. So they're not really the math is not really working out well for them, which is why exercise might not always be the best starting place, right?
1: Right. Especially since when you think about it, you can spend upwards of 30 minutes biking or running and you burn 300 calories or mm-hmm. something. It's and shocking. then Yeah. And then you eat 300 calories after devouring a bag of chips or something. It's, it's ridiculous how quickly you can eat the same number of calories that you'd burn in hours.
0: And if it's empty calories, then it's not really giving any benefits. One thing if you work out really hard and then eat... Three hundred calories of like really good food, like a bowl of oatmeal with a banana, to kind of replenish, you know, refuel the body from from what you just burnt. But if to your point, if it's just a bag of chips, then that's not not only is that not refueling your body and helping increase those energy stores so you can kind of get back to normal, but it's adding empty calories that you'll just end up piling more on top of later.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: So, you know, is there any other thing about exercise, like any misnomers about exercise that we have? You had mentioned, you know, some a report that you had seen that was, you know, kind of eye popping.
1: Yeah. Um, so there was this crazy report uh, that came out in 2016 and they looked at 300 adults and they measured how much, how many calories they burned a day. And the interesting thing is that there were three different classes of people. So there were the sedentary people who didn't work out at all, um, moderate people who exercised two to three times a week, and then the super exercises who exercise every single day. And what was crazy is that the researchers found that there was a limit of calories that each person was able to burn a day. So the moderately active people burned about 200 calories more than the sedentary people. But then beyond that, there wasn't really more that they could burn. So you you might assume that the more you work out, the more calories you can burn, and then you can just burn away all of the food that you've eaten. And then you could erase it, and you can eat whatever you want. But this study found that that's likely not the case.
0: Mm. It's not the only answer for most of us. Right. right, so
1: you can you can exercise, and you probably should exercise because it's a very healthy thing to do. Right, but when it comes to weight, weight loss, if weight it, loss is the focus, you can it's rely not the on it.
0: right, right. Well. We're going to tell you what to rely on because we have some great tips coming your way. But first, you know, if you're listening here, you probably care about your health and and eating healthier. And you might not be like me and doing triathlons or, you know, running, but you're probably, you know, living an active lifestyle in some sense. Maybe it's tennis, maybe it's golf, maybe it's regular walks. You know, you should be rewarded for that, don't you think? And the people at Health IQ think so. Health IQ uses science and data to secure lower rates on life insurance for health conscious people, including runners, cyclists, strength trainers, vegans, and more. 56% of Health IQ customers save between four and 33% on their life insurance. And these savings are exclusive to Health IQ. Health IQ can save customers up to 33% because physically active people have a 56% lower risk of heart disease, 20% lower risk of cancer, and a 58% lower risk of diabetes compared to people who are inactive. Like saving money on your car insurance for being a good driver, Health IQ saves you money on your life insurance for living a health-conscious lifestyle. To see if you qualify, get your free quote today at healthiq.com slash eatthis or Mention the promo code EATTHIS when you talk to a Health IQ agent. Again, go to healthiq.com, eat this, to learn more and get a free quote. Okay, so Olivia, you know, the the genesis of this was a story that you did that listed all these great ways to lose weight without exercise. And what are some of the easiest things? Like, we can't unpack it all here because, you know, we don't have that kind of time. I don't think people would stay with us that long. But what are the easiest things to get started with, to do right away?
1: So I think the first thing you should do is organize your pantry and give healthy foods prime shelf space. Mm -hmm. So there was this great study that Google did. Yeah, the search engine, Google. They had a problem with all of their employees eating way too many (laughs) M&Ms. So the issue was that they had M&Ms in these glass jars all over the office. And they decided to switch from having the M&Ms in glass jars to opaque containers. And that way, the employees wouldn't actually see them when they walked by. That's just opaque,
0: <laughs> right? It's not like they didn't go from clear glass containers to, like, black boxes.
1: No, no, no. They were also containers. But they were probably, like, porcelain or ceramic. You know, you, you're not actually... Seeing the M Oh, you gotcha. Know okay, so it did. It did, co- I
0: thought it was just like a frosted glass, like not as visible.
1: Yeah, exactly. You you just, you're not actually seeing the M and Ms because when you see M and Ms, you're probably like, oh, I. Want oh, to you're eat eating those M
0: and Ms. If I see a bucket M and Ms, I'm taking it down.
1: Yeah, exactly. So once they made this simple switch, after seven weeks, employees consumed 3.1 million fewer calories from those M and Ms.
0: That's a lot of calories. That's is- a lot of M and Ms.
1: Yeah, (laughs) crazy. So the tip that you can take from this is if you have cookies or pretzels or chips, anything on your kitchen counter or even on your desk that you can see immediately when you walk into a space, just put those away Mm
0: -hmm.
1: or replace them with something healthy. So I like having a fruit bowl in my kitchen because then if I'm ever really hungry and I'm just frantically looking for food... Mm-hmm. there's fruit right there. Gotcha. So that's a healthy alternative.
0: So it's about availability, um, right? If you have to right. go and look for something, you're less likely to put forth the effort. But if something healthy is right there and readily available, you're more likely to grab it just to satiate whatever that hunger pang you might be having is.
1: Exactly. And, and like we said earlier, sometimes you're not even hungry. Right. And if there's food in front of you, you'll eat it.
0: Sometimes a lot of us confuse it for thirst, right? Like we, we confuse thirst for hunger. So maybe just drink a glass of water and then you won't even be looking for the M&M to begin with.
1: Yeah, that's exactly. That was another one of our tips that so we could just jump right on that too. <laughs> right. So so a lot of people, um, they confuse their what they think is hunger. They perceive it as hunger, but you're actually thirsty. And it's because the same part of your brain controls both of those cues. So another huge tip is just carry a water bottle around mm-hmm. with you all the time so that whenever you feel that sense of hunger creeping up on you, just drink some water. And if you wait 20 minutes or so, if you're still hungry, then you can eat. But sometimes just taking that sip of water gets rid of that, that feeling right away. Mm-hmm. And when you drink water, it also makes you feel a bit fuller.
0: Yeah. And another great tip that you have is, is to swap out your dinner plate, right?
1: Yes. That, that is one of my favorites. I love this um, one. A lot of people have um, they have big dinner plates and then you mm-hmm. also have those smaller salad plates. So a lot of times what I'll do at home is I'll just take a smaller salad plate and then serve myself on that plate instead of the bigger one. And there was actually a study, Cornell researchers found that you trick your brain into thinking that you're consuming more calories if you eat on a smaller plate than on a bigger plate because it takes up more space.
0: Right. And look, I always grew up thinking that, you know, being told actually that you have to clean your plate. Like you're not going to get dessert or you're not going to be able to do anything until you clean your plate, like eat everything on your plate. And as those plates get bigger, that's more to clean. But it's like, my wife has really great portion control. Always has. Like, doesn't matter what size of the plate it is. Like, she just, she's really good portion control. And my two boys, like, one will eat everything on his plate. Whatever's put down, he'll eat it. But he's, he's, you know... A skinny little guy. And and that's because it's like loaded with fruits and vegetables and and good stuff, thankfully. But the the other one is like a little more picky, but it's like, I don't argue with them when they say they feel full. Like I don't, uh, I don't push them to, I don't want to, I don't want to train them to clean the plate if they've eaten enough and then, all right, then you're full, like whatever. And they complain that they're hungry later on and make them drink a glass of water.
1: That's a great tip for parents too, because some of my friends didn't grow up with parents like you, (laughs) so they'll clean their plate no matter what. Well, I'm not, I'm not that, that old. Was how they were raised. <laughs>
0: right, but no, it's like it's just—it feels like one of the chores that you have to do, and so you got to kind of change that mentality. Okay, imagine learning cooking from Gordon Ramsay, photography from Annie Leibovitz, or basketball from Steph Curry. Well, now you can with MasterClass. MasterClass produces online classes taught by the best in the world. Each class is shot with cinematic production quality and offers on-demand lessons loaded with exclusive content you'll only find on MasterClass. Choose from classes taught by over 30 masters, including cooking techniques from Chef Thomas Keller, screenwriting from Aaron Sorkin, filmmaking from Martin Scorsese, and much more. Whether you are pursuing your passion, developing your career, or just looking to learn something new, Masterclass gives you access to the best at their craft so that you can master yours. Interested in more than one class? Check out the All Access Pass. With the new All Access Pass, you can unlock every class from over 30 masters, all for the price of just two. Eat This, Not That listeners can get the all-access pass at masterclass.com slash eat. Learn more from the best in the world at masterclass.com slash eat. That's masterclass.com slash eat. want to jump right into it. Like, what's the tips that give you the most bang for your buck? What are, what are the tips that are going to have the greatest impact, potentially?
1: So, for the biggest impact, you're probably going to need a little more effort. Mm-hmm. And one of those tips is to cook more at home. And eat out less, mm-hmm. which I'm sure you've heard yeah. a lot of people recommend this. Um, but it's crazy that uh, one study found that 92% of restaurant meals have more calories than you should have in an entire day.
0: Right. And we <laughs> underestimate the calories, right? Like what you right. think, I mean, now a lot of places, they post the calories on, depending on what state you live in and how many doors a chain might have, they, they have to list them. Like here in New York, they, they have to list them for the most part, but some places they might not. And and for most part, like you, you're going to underestimate those calories by 50%. Yeah.
1: And it's not even just the fast food places. Like we're just talking about the mom and pop restaurants in your town. Right. These also are way higher in calories than you would expect or think. So it's, it's definitely better for you to then substitute that restaurant meal with just cooking at home. You control how much salt is in it, how much fat you're using to sear anything up. And actually, Johns Hopkins researchers found that home cooks consume nearly 200 fewer calories than people who, out more, who eat out more often.
0: Now, this next tip that I think you're gonna gonna send our way is this is you, when we talk about things that take a little more effort. This is a big one because this this kind of you know means getting a little more going going a little deeper than just what's on your pantry shelf, right?
1: Right. So um, we're talking about food and your emotions, right? So a lot of people will go to food when they're bored or when they're sad. And actually, I think the number one reason why people eat besides that they're hungry is that they're bored. Mm -hmm. So if you have nothing to do, you're just looking for something and food satisfies that craving. So I think something that a lot of us need to work on is to just detach ourselves from going to food when we have a strong feeling. And that, 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 could take a little longer, um, than a lot of these other tips that we've given, but it, it'll make a huge improvement when you're trying to lose weight in the long run. Yeah.
0: And there's, you know, there's, there's a great, you know, I, I, I got this a while ago, I read uh, Charles Dewig's the, the Power of Habit. And, you know, the idea there is there's a trigger for an action, right? Like maybe stress makes you reach for, you know, a brownie or a bag of chips, So what you want to do is, is when you feel stressed, you need to replace, you know, you need to recognize the trigger, like, okay, I'm feeling stressed, and then replace the the action that follows it. So instead of walking to my pantry, I'm going to walk around the block, right? Or instead of walking to my pantry, I'm going to I'm going to sit in in a quiet room and just take five deep breaths, like you, you recognize the trigger first, like recognize the thing that's causing that. Connection to the snacking or the food, and then try and consciously think about replacing the action, you know, the reaction to the stress.
1: Yeah, and I think a great way to do that is actually keeping a food journal. Um, Even if you're not keeping track of your calories, because sometimes that can just get really in your mind oh, this is 500 calories, this is 600 calories. If you just take notes of what you're eating and when, you could start to identify a pattern like, oh, I was just sitting on the couch during this time and that's when I ate half a bag of pretzels.
0: Right. Now, before we get to the big three, the best tips of the bunch, the best of the the 50 that you outlined in the piece, I want to talk about Bob's Red Mill because Bob's Red Mill makes it possible to eat healthy and cook delicious food And this is really important for me, not just because I think about what I fuel my body with, but I think about the foods that I'm feeding my boys as well. And and that's why Bob's Red Mill has a very prominent place in my pantry at home. And that's not only because the employee-owned company has been offering organic, gluten-free and stone ground products for decades, but also because every product is of the highest quality and is minimally processed from their stone mill in Oregon to your table. For me, that's really important because I wanna feel good about the food that I'm putting into my body so that I can feel great afterwards. Now, if you're someone who has a gluten allergy or celiac disease, all Bob's Red Mill's gluten-free products are processed in a 100% gluten-free facility to ensure no cross-contamination so you can feel safe and confident and not have to worry about your food sensitivities. For those of you who are catering to a paleo, gluten-free, or vegan diet, or for those who just want the highest quality flours, grains, and meals, period, Bob's Red Mill is your go-to. It doesn't matter if you are catering to a paleo, gluten-free, or vegan diet with Bob's Red Mill. You're not just getting quality, you're getting flavor packed, healthy food that actually tastes amazing. So, what are you waiting for? Visit Bob'sRedMill.com today. Okay, here it is the tips we've all been waiting for. Olivia, the three best tips for losing weight without exercise.
1: Okay, number one is probably my favorite weight loss tip of all time, mm-hmm. and that's to get sleep. Yes, I know. It sounds crazy. It does. But, but this is
0: this is so game changing.
1: Yes, it is. And and it's one of the reasons why I well, it's not one of the reasons. But I love sleeping. <laughs> and <laughs> and I think a lot of people do, so that's why it probably sounds crazy that something you enjoy doing can have such a positive impact on your life and on your weight. And that's because studies show that when you're sleep deprived, you end up craving more unhealthy, high-calorie and high-fat foods. Mm -hmm. So the next day when you're tired, you're going to end up eating more and then it tends to be more unhealthy junk food.
0: Sleep has such an impact on everything else, your metabolism, which is going to impact how you, you burn calories and process these calories throughout the day. And, you know, Dave and I did a whole episode on on foods that can help you sleep, foods that disrupt your sleep. And, you know, we list off all of the various ways it has an impact on your health. So, you know, it it's, has, has a tremendous impact on your health. Just getting another hour per night can have a tremendous impact on your health, but also have an impact on your waistline because of what you're talking about.
1: Right. So it, it seems like sleep-deprived people end up eating almost 300 more calories a day than people who get the right amount of sleep. And um, experts recommend anywhere between 7 and 8 hours a night. So we're not saying to sleep 12 hours, right? just 7 or 8. And then another great weight loss tip is to eat with intention. So a lot of times we... Some people sit around the dinner table, but some of us eat in front of a TV, or we eat while we're listening to music, or we eat while we're working. And whenever that happens, we're not actually concentrating on eating. Mm-hmm. We're concentrating on something else, and we're feeding ourselves in the meantime and when that happens, we end up taking in way more calories than we would if we were focusing on the act of eating.
0: Yeah, because your brain and your stomach aren't really super connected, right? So there's there's a delay there. So if you're, you know, if your eye is on the screen, you're scrolling through emails or reading the eat this that, that newsletter on your lunch break, which is totally fine by the way, or you're watching TV. <laughs> you're not paying attention. You're just kind of mindlessly shoveling food into your mouth until you're scraping the bottom of, of the bowl or the plate. And you know, you're know you probably full five minutes ago.
1: Right. And that's probably the third best weight loss tip is to just slow down mm-hmm. your eating patterns. And that's exactly why fast food can be so dangerous. It, it is high in calories and it is made up of really unhealthy ingredients, but you end up eating it quicker and that's the main issue with mm-hmm. it, right? Whereas if you sit down to a dinner with your entire family and you chat, you end up feeling full and you recognize that you feel full because you're taking a longer time to eat. Like studies show that it takes roughly twenty minutes for you to actually feel full. Right. So if you end up gulping down an entire meal in five minutes, you're not gonna feel full and you could end up overeating and consuming more calories than you would have if you just extended that eating into 20 minutes or more
0: right i'm gonna throw one more at you because it's one that that i tend to do at home and, and try and get the boys to do is after you take a bite put the fork down yeah like literally put it let go look take it out of your hand and put it down while you eat that bite and then you know because then you have to consciously think i'm picking up the fork and i'm putting food in my mouth and it makes you a little bit more aware there
1: Oh, it's huge. I do that all the time, but my, my friends are not a fan. We'll just say that because I'm always the last person right. to finish my meal.
0: Oh, well, you might need some new friends. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sure they're all great. Also, to be totally clear, I know we talked about the ways that you can lose weight and, and not exercise. You, you, you should still exercise. It has a ton of great health benefits, of course. All we're saying is that it might not be the miracle cure that you're looking for. It might not be the fastest path and certainly not the, the, the longest lasting path. To weight loss, right? Right. I mean, do you do you exercise, or do you just do I you just do. stock your pantry and and call it a day?
1: <laughs> well, I my pantry is definitely my number one priority. Um, but since graduating from college, my perspective on exercise has changed drastically. I was a collegiate runner, so I was practicing all three seasons for hours a day, running over eight miles a day. It was a lot. It was a lot to handle. And after graduating, I thought, oh, do I have to do this? Like, I don't have time to work out for that long and go to work and commute. So recently, I've just started to come to terms with the fact that that's not what exercise has to look like Mm -hmm. for every single person. It's true. So now I've changed that entirely. I've switched up what actual exercises I do. So some days I run. A lot of times I surf because I live in Southern California, so it's been great to get out on the water. I recently started rock climbing. I'm doing all these different things now that aren't daunting. Right. It doesn't feel like a task. Right. They're fun. And you get to do it with your friends.
0: Mm-hmm. It's great. While I'm shoveling, you're, you're surfing. So that's, that's even better. <laughs> We're both being active in our own way. Last tip. I talked about like, you know, my previous kind of life where I would go have a have a good workout or what I thought was a good workout and be like, that was great. it's awesome. I'm gonna go sit down and have a massive burger and, and a plate of fries to reward myself for, for working so hard. Um, and I still like even after some of my big workouts, I, I still, you know, reach for that reward every now and then. If you're going to reward yourself after a hard workout, like what's the best guilt free way to do it?
1: So my my favorite thing to eat after a workout is a smoothie. And it kind of reminds you a little bit of a milkshake, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) It's super easy to get nutrients. It's all blended. You can drink it. Um, And if you have to go somewhere immediately, you can just grab it and go. Right now, I really like making a spinach, mango, and Greek yogurt smoothie. So you have the protein from the Greek yogurt. You got your carbs, and then for extra fiber, I like to add chia seeds and raw oats. And my absolute favorite thing that makes this a bit of a reward <laughs> is a chunk of ginger, and it adds this amazing punch of flavor and a little bit of spiciness, and it just makes the whole thing so refreshing. Nice,
0: that's not bad. I, I go for a, a Dairy Queen Blizzard, no joke. <laughs> um, but, you know, I would get a mini because they have, like, the kid's size almost, so that makes it almost guilt-free, right?
1: right right
0: now you can get even more great weight loss tips from olivia and the team at eat this not that at eatthis.com. we only went over a handful here olivia just posted a story that has 50. another great way to lose weight without exercise is by subscribing to this podcast that way you can stay tuned for more great information on making the best food choice every time also be sure to visit our website eatthis.com, like us on facebook and follow us on twitter and instagram at eat this not that more importantly Let us know what food choices are on your mind. We'll tackle them here for you so you can be confident that you are making the right choice every time. Thanks for listening, and we hope that you'll join us again for a steady stream of fun, informative, and mind-blowing food knowledge from me, John Hammond, Dave Zinzenko, and a bunch of experts and guests like Olivia that will help you eat this, not that.